What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, another awesome Tuesday. So I just definitely want to thank you for being here with us tonight, this evening. If you're watching the replay, listening to it, watching it live, definitely, definitely appreciate you. And we have an awesome episode this evening. And the topic is how to just, we're not, we're not only going to tell you how to dispute negative virus and how to dispute inquiries, but we're also going to teach you how to write the dispute letters if we're moving on hard inquiry. That's right. Tonight, you're going to sit down, you're going to take some notes, some good notes, and you're going to teach you how to write dispute letters to remove hard inquiries. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get this show started. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Uh, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're watching this live, watching the replay, listening to it, definitely, definitely want to appreciate you. Again, like, share, and subscribe um, to this amazing podcast or to this amazing platform. He said, "What network?" Definitely appreciate you. Uh, you know, tonight is a super awesome episode. Not only are you gonna get the regular gems and jewels, your Q and A. But we're also going to teach you how to write a dispute letter because there's different methods on how to remove negative of credit report. Um, you, you know, um, some people say call them. <clears throat> some people say, you know, um, dispute the negative items through the online, which you should never do because when you dispute online, you actually have a lot of your rights. So there's different methods. There's not, there's not just one method, but I'm going to show you how to do one method that actually works. And it also uses consumer law, like the laws that's on the books that's been mandated by Congress to protect your right as a consumer. Um, so again, you're going to get a lot of gems and jewels, but you're also going to actually get some stuff that you can actually implement, uh, you know, next week, tomorrow. Um, so that's very, very important. So the topic uh, for this evening, this episode is how to write a dispute letter to remove uh, credit inquiries. Uh, many of you know that one of the five components that make up your credit score is new credit. So you're probably like, well, how do I get new credit? When you apply for new credit, and most of the time, you will get a hard inquiry when you get new credit. I mean, is it possible? There's, um, is, it, is it possible there are there um, ways you could probably get credit without hard inquiries? Yes, there are possible ways. But one of the ways is when you do get credit, you're going to get an inquiry. Pretty much typically hard inquiries, they stay on your credit report for two years. Um, but after 12 months, uh, the they never have, they don't have a positive, they don't have a negative impact on your score. When you first get a hard inquiry, your score is going to drop anywhere between one to five points, uh, just depend on, depend on the situation. But after 12 months, the score is not going to impact, it, that is not going to impact your score, but it's still going to be on it. You, know, you still gonna have a black eye, so you still wanna you don't wanna have too many hard inquiries. So that's very very important. Um, so a rule of thumb is, you know, you wanna have the least amount of hard inquiries possible. So anywhere between like if, if you have more than three, that's too much. And it depends on the bank. Some banks, if you have three, that's too much. Some banks, they might say if you have two, that might be too much. So the the least amount of hard inquiries you have, the better it is. So that's very very important. Um, <clears throat> many times when we go to the car dealership. 
for a lot of a lot of people. That's when we get them hard inquiries. Um, you know, it don't matter if it's a buy here, pay here, or it might be a big dealership because people think you get a lot of hard inquiries if you go to like the little small mom and pop location. No, you can go to a big one too, and they can still run the heck out of your credit um, report. So it's very, very important. So the most easiest one is when you go to the dealership, they say, hey, look, we're going to pull your credit one time, get that nice ride, and, you know, drive it home within a couple weeks, a couple months. Um, you're going to notice your credit score is going to change because of the hard inquiry. They pull it one time, but you get like 5, 10, 20, you know, 30 hits. So now you're stuck with those hits. And you scratch your head. You're like, what am I going to do for two years? Am I going to just let it sit there? Am I going to dispute it? Uh, so typically, most people, they'll reach out to the bank institution, and they'll they call. That's the first mistake they make. They'll call them up. They'll say, yeah, you gave such and such permission to pull your credit, or whatever case might be. And then they'll just kind of like just go with that, and that would just be it. But what if I told you there's laws that's on the books that protect your right as a consumer where you can actually get those hard inquiries removed? Nothing that's very, very important to you when you do dispute hard inquiries, either through the letter or whatever method you use, you want to make sure it's not connected to an open account. Let me say that again for the people that's on the back, right? You never ever want to dispute uh, hard inquiries that's connected to an open account because they will close your um, they will close that account down because it's you know they'll just close it down. So another thing that's very, very important while we're on hard while we're on inquiries is what is hard inquiry versus soft inquiry. Hard inquiry is pretty much when you, when you go apply for credit, let's, let's do the soft. Soft inquiry is pretty much, that's how you get the pre-approval offer. They use the last four social security, uh, the last four your social security number that doesn't impact your score. But soft inquiries will still sometimes show up on your credit report, but it's not going to impact your score. And it doesn't really, has a negative impact. But many times when you see, when you get like the pre-approval in the mail, or when you go through your email, it's because they use the last phrase. So it's clear they do um soft pull. So that's how you get the pre-approval offer. Now, the hard inquiry is when they actually uh, when they actually approve you the credit line. Um, that's when you get that hard inquiry. That stays on it for two years. That's when your score is going to take that hit. And you don't want to have, basically, like I said, you don't want to have more than three. And then three might even be too many for certain banks or institutions. That's very, very important to know the difference between the two of them. But if you do have some hard inquiries, especially ones that are not connected when you open an account, you're in luck because I'm going to give you the secret sauce how to write a letter to get those removed. Yes, you could actually Google um, templates for remove hard inquiries. And then that hard inquiry letter that you're going, the template that you're going to get has been, you know, viewed or downloaded like 30 billion times. Um, so, I don't recommend using templates, but if you are going to use the template, you probably want to rewrite it into your own words. That way it's not exact templates that's been used 30 billion times. That's very, very important. Well, another thing you can actually, you can actually even handwritten the notes. Because uh, believe it or not, sometimes when you send these letters to these companies, so, so most of the time it's a live person that's reading it, and sometimes they just feed it through a machine. Um, so sometimes, you know, I've heard that some people, when they write their letters, they write the letters in cursive. That way, that make somebody read it. Um, I really don't know if that's really effective or not, but that's what I heard. So maybe some type of truth to it. But so, so we're gonna hop right into it. So the first step is you want to pull. You want to pull your credit report, and you know you're gonna go. You're gonna look at your personal information. And first, it's gonna give you a summary. 
and it's going to give you personal information. Then you're going to look to if you have any, I mean, if you got like multiple name, multiple address, multiple phone numbers. Um, so one of the things you want is you want to send an update letter but just having one name, one address, one phone. That's very, very important. Then you go down, you're going to see accounts, open accounts, close accounts, uh, negative accounts. You go all the way to the bottom, it's going to say inquiries. And the cool thing is it's going to have, you know, the date, um, the, the, the consumer pool agency, and it's also going to have the financial institution or the bank or whoever pulled it. That's very, very important. So you're going to need those three pieces of information. And then if you go even further down, just ask you have the address for the bank or the institution. So, like, you don't have to really search for that stuff. It's all right there towards the bottom of your report. And then so you're going to start off your letter. Pretty much you're going to have the name of the institution. So, actually, I'm going to type this right here. What you, so you're going to start with the name of the institution. Let's say XYZ Company. You're going to have the address. And you're going to have, the, you know, the, the contact information. The next line, you have your date. So, you're going to put in date. The next one is your address. And you can address it to the CEO, to the CFO, whatever case, one of those. And then and then the subject is going to be FCRA violation, 15 U.S.C., 1681, permissible purpose. So you're going to write something of that nature, permissible purpose or violation FCRA. You're going to put that in the letter. And then the next, very next line is going to say notice to agent is notice to principal. Notice the principal is notice the agent. Let me say that again one more time. I know it's kind of a long like notice the agent is notice the principal. Notice the principal is notice the agent. That just means pretty much whoever get that letter, they're responsible for making sure it get to the right person. So whether it's the, the, the door person, the window washer, to the CEO, whoever signs for that letter, they're responsible to make sure it gets to the right person that's supposed to get to. So that's why you put that on it. So now we'll start typing the letter. So first, so the next line you're gonna put after a careful review of my credit report, I noticed there was an inquiry from XYZ on my credit report. I am not sure if this company is aware under 15 USC 1681B2, Congress mandated the consumer reporting agency, consumer reporting agency. They may not fur- they only furnish your report under certain circumstances, under the following circumstances. So right there in the 15 U.S.C. 1681 and B, it says that Congress mandate that the consumer foreign agency can only furnish your report under certain circumstances and actually list those circumstances. And one of those circumstances, it says they have to have your written consent. So in your letter, you want to start off saying, hey, look, I pulled my credit on such and such date, and I noticed I had a hard inquiry from XYZ company, and I'm not sure if this company is aware of that under 15 U.S.C. 1681B permissible purpose that you have to have my written consent. Because right now, you're just letting them know, hey, look, you violated my right. These, this is the law that you violated. You just tell them what law they violated. Because you want to make that very, very clear to them, the law that they violated. And then the next line, you're actually going to just, now this is where you're going to actually write the date of the violation. So whatever date you have, you're going to put the date. And then the next line of that, you're going to write um, the concern for an agency that violates your right. And if it's experience, you write experience. If it's two, you write all, if it's all three, write that. So we're going to go back to the top again. Basically, you're going to start, you're going to say, after a careful review of my concern for an agency, I noticed I had a hard inquiry from this company. I'm not sure if this company is aware that it is a violation 
of my right, 15 U.S.C. 1681B, that this company has to have my written consent in order to have access to my um, credit file. Again, you just letting them know the law they violated made it real plain, real simple. 15 U.S.C. 1681B, permissible purpose, they have to have your written consent. And the next line, that's when you put the date, the consumer consumer report agency to actually furnish your information. And now you're going to actually tell them what you want. So first you tell them that the law they violated, you know, they just violated your rights, just did you any type of way. So now you're going to tell them what you want. But you have to tell them what you want. You don't, you're not just reaching out to them because you got time to kill. You want to make conversation, you want to tell them exactly what you want. You want to say, okay. So now you want to say, please provide me the original document with my wet signature, giving this company consent to access my credit file. Please provide me. So, so you can say please, or you can just be straight up like, look, I demand. Um, <laughs> or you can say I demand <clears throat> the original document, my wet signature. You can actually say that, but um, sometimes you can. It's okay to be nice to these people. Like they just don't know. Maybe the person that's reading the letter, they didn't make the mistake. They didn't pull your credit. They didn't violate you. So, you know, you can be nice to them. You say please provide me the original document. With my West signature giving this company consent to pull my credit file. Real simple, real easy, straight to the point. And now you actually wanna, you know, kind of a valid, kind of, you know, make, you wanna, you wanna make your point straight across. So you're gonna say, if you state that I gave you permission um, to pull my credit to access my person, my credit file, this should be a no brainer. You're gonna make it real simple. You're gonna say, look, if I gave you permission to pull it, this should be a no brainer to provide this documentation with my signature. Again, at the very beginning, you tell them what law they violate for two years, 16, what they wouldn't be. And now you tell them, hey, look, just provide me that document. So now you want to put a little bit, a little fire into it, but you want to let them know that what could happen if they violate your right. So you're going to put 15 USC 1681Q, 15 USC 1681Q. Any person who normally willfully obtain information on the consumer report under false pretense, so it'll be found under Title 18, or they can actually go to prison. So now you're letting them know, look, you violate my right. This is what I want you to do. You could actually go to prison because you violated my right. So again, uh, towards the end, we're actually going to go back to the top. We're going to actually read you the whole letter. So, so I mean, I know it sounds like it's a whole lot, but when you write these letters, you actually got to you know, talk like you know what you're talking about, because if you're not, they're going to just ignore you. They ain't going to pay you no attention. Oh, we're probably going to take a commercial break. We'll come back from this break. We're going, to, we're going to finish the second half of the letter, and then we're going to do the Q&A. Communicate with your ancestors. Deanna, this is the month where we celebrate the Day of the Dead, you know, we celebrate our ancestors. Bottom of the deck, you have expect a powerful change. So communicate, be very clear and specific with what you want. <laughs> I got the name picked out. <laughs> I got the name picked out. It's gonna be McGee. You're gonna win all the championships. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna. Wait, what's the name? What's the name? <laughs> Hell no, I'm not gonna say. Oh, no. because McGee. Way to go, but it's definitely the first step uh, because it basically tells you what your rights are as a consumer. 
it tells you what the consumer reporting agency can and can't do. And I think the most important thing I got out of um, that credit reporting that is in the very beginning. Onto the poly lifestyle. And I think that the poly people are tired of folks like that. Using them. Like, hey, this is not this type of party. Yeah. Like, we don't want y'all. The poly people are, the poly community is literally like, you guys got the whole understanding mixed up. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Welcome back. Thank you for tapping in. Um, if you're watching us live, listening to us live, watching the replay, definitely appreciate you. Definitely appreciate you. The topic we want this evening was how to write a dispute letter to removing credit inquiries. Um, in the first half, we discussed, uh, you know, you reach out to the original creditor. Uh, you know, there's there's different methods that you can actually use, but using consumer law is one of the ways to actually work because there's laws on the books that protect your rights as a consumer. So, if you know, your rights. These people just can't bamboozle you, just do anything to you because, you know, your rights has very, very important. So we start off like that. We reached out to the creditor, which is the, whatever is the bank, institution, whatever the case might be. You basically say, hey, look, you violated my right. You pulled my credit without my consent on such and such date. And then the next the next paragraph, you tell them what you tell them, hey, provide this written, provide the written documentation where I gave you consent to pull my credit. They have to provide that because if they didn't provide that, actually committing identity theft, they're actually committing fraud because they pull your credit without your consent. So again, it's very, very important. Um, so the next paragraph, you're going to tell them, hey, look, in the event that this company fails to provide documentation my wet signature, this will be this will be equal to identity theft. So again, you tell them, hey, look, in the event that you fail, because again, some when the first time you reach out to them, they might not even take you seriously. They might think you're playing games with them. So you're going to let them know, like, hey, look, in case you fail to do what you're supposed to do in case you think I'm playing with you, this is what's going to happen to you. You just straight telling them that. Under 15 U.S.C. 1681N, basically civil liability, any person who who willfully fails to comply with the requirement imposed by the FCRA could be liable for a $1,000 per violation. So that's right. You tell them right there, like, if you cannot provide this documentation, if you fail to or do what I actually do, then you liable for a thousand dollars, and that's where it goes back to actually, um, you can actually get paid for having bad credit because a lot of stuff that's on your credit was not supposed to be on in the begin with. So that's very very important. So again, sort of in the beginning, you tell them you know the violation what they violate. You tell them to provide to provide your written consent because they need that in order to pull your file. And you, uh, to the next thing, you tell them in the event that they fail to provide a document that you ask for that you can ask for by law. That you can actually, you're actually gonna get some money out of their pockets. And then most companies don't wanna pay you out of their pocket. So they wanna, they don't have no other choice but to provide that to you. And then you're gonna, you, you can even go a little further too, because just in case they didn't understand that part, where you tell them in case they, in case in the event they fail, they'll give you a major demand, you're gonna say, this means this company is liable for financial, from for financial loss. From financial loss, personal or business transaction due to the violation. So, not only can you also sue them for a thousand dollars per violation, but you can actually sue them for additional damages that could have been caused due to the negligence. 
let's just say you had like a $50,000 business deal you're supposed to do, but because it's hard inquiry, that's on your credit report, cost you that $50,000. You can actually go after them for that $50,000 too. So not only for the $1,000, you can actually go for actual damage. So anything that you might have suffered because of that, you can actually assume for that too. So it's very, very important. So you don't always just have to stop at that $1,000. So, so we're going to do, we're going to run through this letter real quick. And then also too, if you do need the hard inquiry package, if you do have hard inquiries you need to remove, it is available. It is available at a discount price for the next 48 hours. So if you got some hard inquiries, whether you went to the dealership, whether somebody, you, you know, use your credit, any, 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 whatever the situation might be, as long as it's not connected to an open account, you can actually dispute it. And then using the laws that's on the books under the FCRA, 15 U.S.C. 1681 to be permissible purpose, you can, you can get those hard inquiries removed. So if you got them deletions and you need this package, this package is fire. If, um, for the next 48 hours, it will be at a discount price. Definitely reach out and I got you. So, but you might not even you might not even need my letter because I gave you the source how to write your own letter. So that's why knowledge is important. So you can go to the top if you just tap in, if you're just watching the replay, if you got in late, teach you how to write the letter. So first you're gonna um gonna start with the name of the bank or institution, put your information to the CEO to the CFO, and basically the letter's gonna start saying, look, after a carefully review of my credit report, I know it's a hard inquiry from this company on such and such date. Under the FCR at 15 USC 1681B, anyone who pulled my credit need to have my written consent. So please provide my written consent that I gave permission to pull my credit. Again, you can say please or you can say I demand. Either one works, but sometimes it's okay to be nice. And, you know, sometimes a little niceness goes a long way. And then once you once you tell them that, then the next thing you want to say in the event that this company failed to, to give me my written consent or to provide a documentation, these was going to happen. So now you're going to tell them, look, under 15 U.S.C. 1681Q, um, it, is, it would be considered um, anyone who, anyone, any person who knowingly willfully obtained information or consumer reporting agency under false pretense um, could go to prison for two years. You let them know, like, they, they could actually go to prison for getting the information under false pretense. And then now you go to a liability piece. 15 U.S.C. 1681N, um, you letting them know in the event that they failed to respond, you actually, you actually, um, ask them, you actually get a thousand. You actually going to take them to court a thousand dollars per violation. So now you give them the opportunity to fix it, or else you're going to go after them for the bags. And then you can actually go go after them for additional damages too. Let's just say you know you had a fifty thousand dollar deal that you're supposed to do, but you didn't get that fifty thousand dollars because it was hard inquiry. Not only could you go for that thousand dollars, you can actually go for that fifty thousand dollars too. So, um, yeah, you say you can really go for the bag when they violate your right and you have the consumer law on your side. Again, this letter is available. Actually, it's a hard inquiry package uh, because there's multiple stuff that you need to do. It is available at a discount price for the next forty eight hours. So, hopefully, this letter was very, very helpful, and it's gonna help some people get some hard inquiries off. Because I know, you know. And maybe you don't have no hard inquiries, right? but you might know somebody that needs this friend, neighbor, next door neighbor, niece, nephew, mailman, mail lady. Um, send them to my website or they can reach out to me. So now we're about to jump into the QA because we always get some good questions. Um, so uh, let me see what questions we got for this evening. Okay, cool. All right, we'll check in my own credit score result in a hard inquiry. 
No, actually, so pulling your own credit, checking it is not going to be a hard inquiry. That's very, very important. You know, again, there's multiple ways you can, you know, check your credit. Freeannualcreditreport.com is very, very important. Is it one because you get a free? Now, and I would also re- recommend using Identity IQ, which is pretty, pretty cool. So, no, you're not going to get hit. It's not going to count as a hard inquiry for checking your credit score if you check on your own. Um, how long do you hold inquiries stay on your credit report? They stay on your credit for two years, um, but after 12 months, um, they don't have that hard impact. Um, then they're not impacting your score, but they stay on it for like additional 12 more months. Um, it's still a black eye whether they have you look at it if you have too many hard inquiries. Um, the goal is you want to keep like three or less, and then some credit some credit card companies, they might even look at three as too many. Um, so, you know, the goal is to have zero if possible. Um, so that's very, very important. I think that might be all the questions. I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, so if that's all the questions, again, that's very, very important that, you know, if you do have questions or comments, um, you can always, you know, drop in the comment. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And then also, too, you can also um, email me, info at ronniefrancois.com, or you can find me on uh, Instagram, the Credit Lab Podcast, where you can find Mr. Ronnie underscore Credit Hero. Again, so when it comes to hard inquiries, you do not have to live with hard inquiries and credit for for two years, because uh, a lot of people, believe it or not, will get turned down credit because of having too many hard inquiries. So you have two options today: you can actually continue wait for two years for it to come off, or you can actually use this letter that I just gave you. Or if you don't feel like typing or whatever reason, just reach out and I'll make it available to you for discounted price for the next 48 hours. And that's not something typically I do, but because, you know, you're loyal and I, you know, I really appreciate you, I'm going to make it available to you. Because hard inquiries, well, I've seen clients that had over like 20 hard inquiries. Um, I'm not sure how that would t- and typically happens when they go buy cars. Like I said, you go to the car dealership, they say we're going to pull it one time. And you walk over with that nice new ride. And uh, a few weeks later, a month later, you have like 15 hard inquiries. Um, so that is how a lot of them get hoodwinked when they go to the car dealership. Um, that's very, very important. And then I, I do have one more question. Somebody had just, somebody had just DM'd me. Um, they said, the question is, when is the best time to remove a credit card from your credit report? Um, that's a very good question. I think I covered that like a few weeks ago. But so here's the kicker. Um, anytime you have a credit card or a trade line of your credit report, if it has a positive history, um, whether it has a positive history or not, it counts towards your credit profile. So let's just say you had this card for like, you know, X amount of years. <clears throat> um, maybe you had like a late payment or whatever the case might be. So instead of removing that whole trade line, you would just actually just um, get that hard, get, just get that late payment removed. So you can actually get the um, credit cards removed, but you only want to do it if you have to, because once you remove that, that's going to, that's going to have an impact on your credit profile. And I'm going to give you the actual law that you would actually use in your letter. Um, 15 USC 1681 AD2B. 15 USC 1681 AD2B. This is the actual law that's on the Fair Credit Report Act that you can actually use to remove credit cards. But again, you only want to move a, remove a credit card if, it, if it's hurting your credit profile. Maybe you have a whole lot of late payments on there, a whole bunch of negative stuff. 
then you want to remove. But if it's in good standing, you do not want to remove it. You want to keep that credit card. So that's very, very important. Uh, let me see what the next question is. Um, the next question is, um, so if I get an auto, if I get an auto loan, is it, po is it possible for me to return the car? Um, yeah, so yes, 15 U.S.C. 1635, the right to rescind. Um, so when, that, when you do get that car, you do have a certain amount of time. You can actually bring that car back. Um, and in some, in some circumstances, um, it, it's up to like three years, I believe. Um, you can actually just take it back because a short story, a long time ago, I had got a car. I think it was, uh, I think it was like, I don't remember if it was a Scion or a Nissan. It was like a little small little box, little car. It was more like a girl's car, to be honest with you. And I had got it. And that's when back, that's back in the day when my credit was like really, really bad. It was so bad. I thought somebody was going to, I used to hope somebody would steal my identity. But we all know if you got bad credit, nobody's going to steal identity. But anyway, long story short, so I got the car, took it home. And I didn't like the car. So I, the next day I took it back. And he's like, hey, look, you just can't bring the car back. And you know, we had it for 24 hours, you know, you're going to have these fees, that fees. I'm like, look, man, here's the car. And back then, I didn't even know my rights back then, so I took it back. So it is on the 15 U.S.C. 1635, the right to rescind. You can actually, um, you know, you can actually take it back. That's very, very important. Definitely some good questions. I always support. I, I mean, I always appreciate all the questions, always the comment, like, share, subscribe. Definitely follow me on Instagram, the Credit Lab Podcast, or Mr. Ronnie underscore Credit Hero. Again, I'm the Credit Hero. You can be a credit hero too. So just imagine if your spouse was a credit hero, your kids was a credit hero, you have multiple credit heroes in your house. There's there's credit heroes next door, credit heroes around the corner, be like a community of credit hero. And that's what we want to create. And that's why I continuously a week after week, month after month, I'm giving you jewels and knowledge, stuff that you can apply. Again, if you need that hard inquiry package for the next 48 hours, it is available. I mean, it's not free now. Um, it's not free. But I will definitely make it available for you at a discount price. Again, thank you. Definitely appreciate you. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time.